Hello, everybody. It's the Wrestling with the Willies podcast. And today it's Josh, Jeremy, and Joe making a triumphant return after, like, uh, I don't know. It's been a minute. So, uh, what's it called? It's three guys again. So, that'll be nice. And we're talking about Elimination Chamber 2023. And, yeah. Let's get, uh, I guess they stopped doing kickoff shows now. You know, they're premium live events now. Did we ever watch the? No, not really. But I just noticed that they don't they like, track the other ones. You know, so I'm guessing that they just yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't noticed. Well, I'm just saying it shows like the results and shit, and like there's not really, um, like they don't show anything else. So I'm guessing you know that they're just like straight on Peacock now. I'm guessing. They just stopped doing it all together. <sighs> but, yeah, all that aside. So, pretty much it starts with the women's elimination chamber, which it's setting up for who fought Bianca Belair at uh, Wrestle- WrestleMania. And it was Oscar, Carmella, Liv Morgan, Natalia, Nikki Cross, and Raquel Rodriguez. And was this the, the first time back for Natalia in this match? I don't think so. Oh, okay. So she was wrestling a bit before she got into the match then. Yeah, honestly, I can't remember, but I want to say that I saw her on SmackDown prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember every specific scenario. I think she had came back like the week before or something because I don't, I don't get to watch the rest the shows because I have to be in bed so damn early, but um, I think she had just come back because she had her nose broken a few months like a month ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a month or two ago, yeah. I just remember her posting something on Twitter where uh, where she was like, oh, well, it's time to fix the deviated septum or whatever. So, like, uh, uh, I just remember when I was commenting on this match was First, I mean, I like all the women in there, all except for Raquel Rodriguez, because we've talked about, like, her back pose, that her back isn't that great, so it doesn't make sense to me how she's posing with her back when her back ain't that great. Well, yeah, we're not the only ones that make that comment. Yeah, oh, really? No, we aren't? We weren't? No. I see it on Twitter a lot. That's funny. So, uh, what's it called? So I I was leaning heavy. I think me and Jeremy like were pretty like uh, we knew that Oscar was gonna win. I don't know if Joe was thinking that it was gonna be her winning, but it's mostly because since well Rumble when she changed into her uh uh Kana side, I think that's what they called her when she was outside on the Indies. So ever, you talk about her dark or her clown yeah, thing or her, whatever you yeah, want to call it. clown like image or whatever, like where it was like more vicious of her and shit. Yeah, that was her Japanese gimmick from what they say. Yeah. Funny, funny thing is, I haven't seen her really be more vicious. Yeah. I mean, I mean it seems like just different face paint to me. I don't know. If well, it's, yeah, different face paint and like a uh, new finisher pretty much. When you realize that you have a clown fetish after watching Asuka come to the ring. 
I do like her entrance now, though. I like how it's like her lunging at the ring where she kind of has like the, I think it's supposed to be a dragon mask, right? Like an old Japanese type, uh, style. That's what, it's, that's what it seems like. It seems like the same one you see on those um, dragon like float things. Yeah, that's what that I thought they, that, when the, I saw that, it. The, that the that the they carry around during like Chinese New Year or whatever you want to yeah. call it. That, I mean, if we're wrong, then yeah, you guys can mark it in the like talk to. Yeah, it unfortunately, it doesn't. It doesn't talk about my cultural uh know it all because yeah. i don't know what the hell it's called yeah I'd like, have to, like, yeah like i would have to like google that shit uh, but anyway it's mostly because like her entrance looks kind of like her coming out like one of those dragons kind of like yeah, well, what i talked about so, yeah, what I talked about during this freaking match was the fact that i don't know what their fascination with carmella is them fat fake titties that she i'm just kidding i can't make that i, I, I don't mean, want to continue seems, with that joke it seems kind of weird how she's working backwards though well like, yeah she's working backwards but like she came back and she was immediately put in the elimination chamber match well i mean because they just like, needed they somebody needed though somebody yeah that, and that's what i'm guessing because they needed they have somebody a lot. that was on that yeah, but they have but they, they have a lot of I honestly, if uh, I'm like, if it was me, I'd put Piper Nevin in the position. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. Well, there's more than just Oscar, Carmella, Liv Morgan, Natalia, Nikki Cross, and Raquel Rodriguez in WWE. I mean, they could have pulled somebody up from freaking NXT that would have been better than Carmella. I mean, yeah. No offense to Carmella, but I think she's pushed harder than she's actually should worth. be on the card. Yeah, especially well, being out as long as she was. I mean, I always feel that, and I say it even about Charlotte and shit. You know, these people they go, they leave. They should be she should have to move their way up again after being out for a while, not just come back and be at the top. And it yeah. doesn't make any sense to and me why these guys do that like every time. Like literally, Charlotte just showed up again, and then she won the title again. Yeah, the same night she returned, and, the, and like, then what? now Ronda is fighting in tag teams now. So it's like, oh, okay, so Charlotte can't be by herself. And not only that, they she they come back and they're getting a tag team match title match yeah. right away. I'm like, what the hell? They just formed a tag team. I mean, come on. Yeah. And then from what I see on what raw ha- uh, happened on raw today too, that might be a little bit different for the pay-per-view. I'm guessing. Because well, that's, like, yeah. uh-huh. No, I was just saying, I haven't watched it yet, but I know that uh, Becky Lynch and Lita were facing Dakota Kai and EO Sky for the titles, but I haven't seen the result yet because I'm on the West Coast, so I haven't even seen it yet. Yeah. So essentially, like, uh, the main thing was is that unlike most of the people in this match, and then, but like, the main things that I commented on, like, when we were watching it, was first off, seems like Natalia doesn't wear anything underneath her ring gear now. 
I mean, she might have nah, did that before, but like there was huge patches where it was just empty, and I was like, there is no fucking way that she's wearing anything underneath that. I mean, of course, this is a guy's mind, so that's what I'm thinking. But <laughs> but then but then it was like I don't know, nothing like move wise stood out for me in this whole entire match. Like I like no, nothing did. I mean I just think it's and, funny how one of the things that I think is funny and we talked about it when we were watching it was that you know, a lot of people do the code breaker, but they don't call it the code breaker. Like that I don't it, basically that's what it is, but like Liv Morgan does it, they call it the code red. It's like yeah, I think she names it the code red because she's naming it different from like the code breaker, though. I know, but it's a code breaker. I mean, but, it's just yeah. like you know that we were talking about. There's certain moves that they don't rename, but then there's other ones that they have eight different names for the same move. Oh yeah, so it's like Blake, you know, like, like the sh- yeah. the sharpshooter. You don't see that called any different. Whoever does it, it's a sharpshooter. Yeah, it's like what's it called? There's like. Uh, just i've been playing a lot of uh, 2k22 lately so uh there's like the savant kick the super kick the sweet chin music there's like all the different names there's like eight different names four different types of super kicks practically and then we're sitting there talking about carmella like pinning a couple of people with the super kick and like she beat one of them, I think she beat uh, what was it, Nikki Cross or Natalia or something. I think it might have been Natalia. Well, it was Natalia when Natalia was doing the sharpshooter. Carmella came yeah, in and super kicked, kicked her, her and then pinned her. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, what? So, <laughs> so I was like, so now she's gonna be using the super kick as her finisher. I'm like, gee, but then they everyone everything uses like, the damn. Well, I understand, like, when kick. people use this, use the damn thing, but it's like when you overuse it, that's when it gets kind of boring. Like, sometimes with the Young Bucks, they kind of, like, kill me because they rely on the damn super kick a little bit too much. Well, and I was watching something, and now that you brought that up, it's kind of funny because I was watching something where The Undertaker was talking about them. And the fact that they're boring to watch because they do the same shit every time they have a match. So yeah. so they're really growing stale on people because they literally do the exact same thing in every match that they're in. And and it's and I think I've made the comment before when on when we talk about the AEW stuff and they have a match that it's a it's like Roman, right? There's certain things that happen every match. And Young Bucks is like that. Like, literally, they go through the motions and they do the same shit. Like, you'll always see the BTS done a certain way. You'll see them yeah. super kick the shit out of people. And I get that the super kick party is, like, their thing. But it's, like, change shit up. Like, don't do the same moves all the time. Yeah, it's like when they did their match with Aussie Open and then they did the thing where um, one of the members put them in the tombstone. And then they super kicked his knees to put him in the Undertaker, um, uh, the pile driver. And I was like, yeah, I see. Uh, I've seen this a few times. It's like, okay, you guys are high flyers. I'm sure you can come up with different moves where it's not like all the damn time. And I know That's this is a WWE podcast. Lucha Bros. Yeah, I was just going to say that the Lucha Bros are completely different because you watch a match and they do different stuff almost every time that you watch them. 
Yeah, um, like they don't do anything. I mean, granted, they do the package pile driver, and then they do the uh, super, uh the kicks that they do from like uh, when Phoenix runs the ropes and shit. But like, it's not like where he's like, see ya, and then he goes around and then he does like the flippy shit and all that like every damn time. And this ain't me hating on damn flippy shit wrestling or flippy uh wrestling because I like it too. But like when I see it in the past, like four Young Bucks matches where you're wrestling random past people and you're doing the same moves over and over again, it's like it it makes you not want to watch it all the damn time. I well, mean, yeah, go. I mean, which we're gonna talk about later with the the last match on the card too because. Like I'll, I'll talk about that to the end of t- time with a certain people. But well, going I mean, back to but, at yeah, least at least the first the match, uh, the right person won the match. I was concerned that they were going to have Carmella win, and I'm glad that she didn't. <laughs> well, I was Is just thinking just... realistically with her t- and change in character that Oscar uh, should have won. <laughs> well, I wanted Oscar to win because I love Oscar, but um is it just because they th- is Carmella is still really over with the crowd, so maybe that's why she was in the um in the match, but I I think they just needed somebody to get in there, so that's why they had her in there. I think that's all it is. But I mean, that's why I say like in one of the later matches too. So like Oscar should have won, but there wasn't like anything stand out in this match that I was just like. But it was, if anything, it was probably the submission with Oscar and Natalia tapping out Liv Morgan, and now they're doing like a thing where it's like she loves the pain, I guess. Well, they started that with uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, remember. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, every time she gets knocked out or something from the pain from, like, getting submitted or whatever, she's always smiling. So, I don't know if if they're going to tell it like she's, like, a pain addict or what. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It seems like people are high on Ra- Raquel Rodriguez, which is funny because she was such a heel in NXT that they push her as a face and everyone's behind her. Well, Seems and like, like I said, they, they treat her like a powerhouse, but yet she can't lift half the freaking wrestlers. Mm-hmm. It's like she struggles to lift like even the lighter ones. And I'm like, it's kind of hard to push her as a powerhouse when she struggles to lift some of these women up. Unlike, you know, Piper Niven, the one that they should be at, at this point is Piper Niven. That should be the one that they should be pushing as the powerhouse, not Raquel yep. Rodriguez. Well, that's the main thing, yeah. So, and of course, I I didn't like the next match anyway, like Brock versus Bobby again. Well, for and one, it's a standard five-minute Brock Lesnar match, but anyway. Yeah. But then also at the same time, the finish, which it seemed like they were trying to do like comeuppance out of it or something, but now it seems like they were just trying to end it where neither of them looked bad. Well, especially Which, considering we know sense. what's happened since then, that now Brock Lesnar is going to be facing Omos at WrestleMania. What the and, fuck is that about? Yeah, I, I, and, then, uh, and then it looks like Bobby Lashley is going against 
Wyatt. That's the rumor. I, I think, don't understand. Yeah, which doesn't make I, sense. It I should be, understand. if anything, it should be the opposite. Well, that's it should be. <laughs> it yeah, makes Wyatt more sense to. Rock, yeah. Yeah, it makes more sense for Lesnar against Wyatt and Bobby Lashley against Omos. Because well, then I mean, you can set up the. No, you can set up the re- rebuilding of the Hurt business. Yeah. Because yeah. I know they're going that way. But, I mean, that's the main thing. Like, oh, I just hated how they ended the match. This almost like, makes you wonder if Vince McMahon's got some kind of sway again. He has to. Creative? He has to. Yeah, as far as creative goes, because this is... Brock versus almost seems like a Vince move. It doesn't seem Triple H since Triple H took over creative almost hasn't even barely been on TV. And then all of a sudden now he's at WrestleMania on WrestleMania. Where, where the hell do you go from not being on TV to challenging Brock at WrestleMania? It doesn't make any sense. It's, it's just stupid. That's one of the dumbest and almost as horrible. I mean, I you know, when you talk about anything, why isn't Braun Strowman? It's like Braun Strowman, what the hell? I'd be so pissed if I was him right now. Yeah, Man, because he like, what they the signed f- him and they ain't doing <laughs> shit with him. Well, he, I watched SmackDown last week. He's well, like tagging with Ricochet. Too. He's tagging with Ricochet. And who the hell was the other guy? It was a three-person three, uh, tr- uh, three tag team match. And it was Braun, oh, Madcap Moss, that's who it was. It was Madcap Moss, Ricochet, and Braun Strowman against Imperium, I think it was. Uh, and it's like, what the hell? What sense does that make to have all three of those guys together? You're the monster of all monsters, but yet you're you're teaming with little guys. Yeah, and like, why wouldn't you just explain it like Braun going against all three members of Imperium? That's what I'm saying. I mean, that would make more sense than what they're doing with them. I, I that that's what I don't. We we talked about it before. Was that that's why uh, EC3 did the control your narrative because he didn't want to be put into these situations where he was kind of yeah thrown out. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I think he enjoyed somewhat his uh, NXT run, right? But then, as soon as they brought him up to the main roster again, they treated him like shit. Like they Who are you talking same, about? Are you talking about carrying cross now? Oh yeah, DC3, yeah. EC three, okay. they did the same shit. They literally okay. So the first time before he was EC three, I can't remember the name of his character, but uh, like when he was first in there, they didn't do shit with him. Then they released him. He went to Impact, made a name for himself in Impact, named himself Ethan Carter III, which was Dixie Carter's kid at the time. And then named, uh, so EC3 for short. Then he wrestled, uh, got the main titles and everything over there. I think he went to, like, Ring of Honor at one point, but I think it was mostly Impact the whole time when he was there. Then he got out of his contract for Impact and then instantly re-signed with WWE again. Yeah, when he first the was NXT in WWE, he was, was Derek Bateman. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. I couldn't remember what his name was. But uh, what's it called? And so then when they hired him back, 
you could tell that they kind of liked him, or at least Trips did, because uh, he had him in the North Atlantic Championship match. Then he was in some NXT title matches, I think. He never won the title, but then they pushed him up on the main roster, mostly because I think he was ready to be on the main roster. Uh, he didn't really need the title for him to do anything on it, even though that would have probably helped him if he did. But there was way too many dudes at the time. I think when he was on there, it was when, um, what's his name, uh, Sullivan was on there, Lars Sullivan, and then it was like, Ricochet and Adam Cole and all these dudes that were just on fire at the time. Same with Velveteen Dream. Like, all of them. Like, that was like a fire time for NXT. So when they released him from there, I think he was just burnt out of doing the shit. Like, getting into stupid storylines. So then he did the control your narrative thing. And then I think when they released Braun Strowman, I think he was just like, yeah, you should be with me the whole time. And then, so they started to do stuff with that. Well, they even floated it into NWA and Ring of Honor at one point. They're controlling their, the narrative stuff. But, like, nothing was, like, set in stone. But, like, it kind of makes sense why, like, uh, I would be pissed if I was Braun Strowman right now. Anyways, same with I mean, I was just, yeah, I was just pointing out the, the, uh, we go with that and then you like Carmella's being pushed, but then there's these guys that aren't, that should be. And then you've got, we'll talk about it later that I think they're pushing one of them a little fast. Yeah. But, um, but anyways, you know, so. Yeah. It's like kind of like, and there were only five matches on this card. We're already up to match three so like i'm surprised that they haven't done anything with carrying cross either but i mean and he was saying that he was kind of pissed right now too and it's warranted he got in that stuff with drew mcintyre and then they dropped it and then they have edge and beth phoenix versus judgment day which i mean i think judgment day could be helped with a carrying cross in the group if they ain't doing nothing with him, but like also at the same time, they don't want to put too. I noticed WWE never wants to put too many guys in a stable. <laughs> One thing I haven't noticed, four so, members and that's it. Yeah. And I know we're talking about Edge and Beth Phoenix with Judgment Day, but I'm noticing stuff between Dominic and Buddy Matthews on Twitter. So oh, yeah. I can't recall if in AEW has Buddy Matthews been back. With the House of Black? Yes, he's in the House of Black right now, yeah. But so he's been because on TV. I, I couldn't remember when they showed against. up. I, I I wanted to say it was only... It w- was it all three of them and Julia Hart on Wednesday? Because for some reason, I want to think there was two of them. Oh, I anyway. don't know for sure. All I know is that I think that they're doing House of Black versus Elite at Revolution for the titles. So I I'm think so sure. too. That would yeah. have to point to three of them being in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think what they're doing with the the Dom and Buddy Matthew and Buddy Murphy shit is, or Buddy Murphy Matthews, whatever. Like I think they're telling the story where because Buddy Matt <laughs> Murphy, well, I know Buddy Matt, Buddy was, uh, Ma- was yeah. kissing on his sister. 
like in, well, in the storyline. But line. not only that, Rhea Ripley's and his, Ripley, yeah, yeah, and then Rhea his girlfriend, his yeah. actual girlfriend. So I think they're just kind of like fucking with that because technically on WWE television, they're trying to explain like Dom is da- a kind of pseudo dating Rhea Ripley. So I think he was just tweeting about that shit. <laughs> Anyways, this match, there was a lot of fuck-ups in it. Yeah. So, and, and they were all Beth Phoenix's fault. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Which, so, I mean, that could be, like, her just being, like, green, too. No, but the biggest one was where she didn't get to the uh, breakup of the pin in time, and the, the ref oh, yeah. held up his count. Like, you literally could see it. Like, they couldn't even hide that shit. Yeah, one, one of them was Dom, though. Like, I noticed that Dom was not timed. It was like, at one point, they were supposed to, I think Dom was supposed to intervene and grab, like, Beth's leg or something like that, but then he missed his cue or something. So then they uh, explained it was something else. Oh, that so, was one separate, though. There were two different ones with mm-hmm. with Beth Phoenix, though, and the biggest one was that where she didn't, where she was late to break up the pin. Yeah, because you see the arm going like down, and he's like, "Oh, I'm acting like I'm, I'm like he went with it and like just fucking avoided the pin and like marking the third one." Yeah, he literally held up, held held up his arms, yeah, or held up his arms from hitting the the uh the ring it was funny yep that was the first it's one like, it's funny how nobody noticed it like uh they didn't boo it either or at least it wasn't a big boo to be or like a you fucked up chant or something like that yeah the one you were talking about was when edge dived dove out of the ring and uh well edge missed dominic that was another one that happened during the match Oh yeah, but yeah. Actually, but like, this... I thought it was kind of weird how Edge and Beth Phoenix won, like clean too. Especially with Rhea Ripley going against Charlotte at WrestleMania. But I mean, I understand why they did, mostly because Edge has been pretty much losing uh, in this feud the whole time. But. But we also talked about it, Beth. You were talking about her being green. I don't know if it's green or just the or fact that there's rust because green, because she hasn't been in the ring in over a year. Yeah, I yeah. mean, so yeah, she's yeah because she's I should have, have said ring green rust. anyway. I should have said ring rust, but yeah, <laughs> just because I mean, like when you like Undertaker talked about that shit too. Like you and like when he was talking about the boneyard matches and all that shit before, like when he was only wrestling one day, he was like, "Your body can condi- and conditions itself throughout the whole time. So whenever you're doing the one match, your body ain't used to it." So then it's like sluggish throughout the whole match and, and the pain gets to you more and shit like that. So it probably makes sense with what he means. But uh, what's it called? So yeah, like to me, I mean, most of these matches were like, okay, to me. So I mean, like me. Oh, I agree. If anything, the men's um, like United States championship match was probably the best one to me it wasn't i can tell you it was because of montez ford that dude yeah, needs a montez push ford was fucking awesome in that damn fucking 
I was afraid they were going to have him eliminated first just because you know how the WWE yeah. is. So I was glad that he was not. Well, I mean, it kind of sucks for Bronson Reed, too, because he's not getting any reaction with fans, really. Like, and he's supposed to be a heel, but I think that's mostly because they haven't really told a good story with Bronson Reed yet. But earlier, that's the guy I was referring to that they're pushing a little too fast. I think they need to build him up, and I think that's part of the problem, is they, they're bringing him in to be this guy right off the bat again, when he was in NXT before, so I don't even know if people know who he is. Yeah, not that many people, probably not. So so it's like they're pushing him, but most people don't know who he is. That's why he's not getting the reaction from the crowd. Yeah. Because I think only the hardcore fans are going to know him. And like unlike the rest of the guys in the match, every one of the ones in the match have been on Raw for months. Yeah. And so pretty much the main thing that anybody knew about Bronson Reed was that he took money from the Miz. <laughs> To beat up, I think it was Dexter Loomis, I think. Which is kind of weird with why wasn't Dexter Loomis in this match? But, I mean, whatever. I mean, Well, those the, are the things I was talking about was the, the, woman, the female, the women's elimination chamber match. There were other females that they could have picked. Yeah. I mean... I guess I mean, they shoot. were like, oh, well... well when you think about it, people. well... Well, Oscar, Carmella, I think the Liv Morgan are all on Raw. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Nikki uh, Cross is too. That's why I was saying Natalia and Raquel. I think are the only ones from SmackDown. So there's more than just two females on SmackDown. You could have put Shayna Baszler in this match over Carmella. Yeah, or Ronda Rousey too. Or Ronda. I mean. Because, I mean, the way that it's explained and it, it sounds like that the tag team titles are not going to be defended at the at WrestleMania. It sounds like it's just going to be a three-on-three match, like which we thought was going to be on this pay-per-view. And then uh, I think you said an injury happened or something, right? Well, Dakota Kai wasn't cleared. So I'm oh, assuming yeah, she's cleared now because they're wrestling tonight on Raw. Yeah. But And... That's where it was setting up, supposed to set up at some point Trish, Lita, and Becky against damage control. And that's what I think is going to happen at WrestleMania, but I don't know if that's going to be the case or not. Yeah. But uh, what's it called? Most of the guys, uh, I, I like how they're pushing some of them, especially Montez Ford, man. He has changed. I mean, like, I could tell that he was the more charismatic one and the more. Like, you know, like, whenever there's certain tag times, you could see that one, like, is the Marty Jannetty and one's the Shawn Michaels. That's the easiest way to explain it. And yeah, the- I think the Street Profits are close. I think Angelo Dawkins can get pushed, too. Yeah. yeah. And, well, I mean, and, and I think that would be team. something good down the, down the path if they do break them up, that they need to face each other. I think that's a perfect... Yeah. Yeah thing to do with them but well, montez, montez ford was great not only yeah up. he was great in the match and then the setup of the of the end was was all him like yeah. there were people online after the fact worried about whether or not he was injured or not the way he sold that yeah, yeah. and yeah. so 
So the fact that he sold an injury to the point where people thought there was something legitimately wrong with him tells you something. Yep. So, like, what's it called? I'm totally kind of over Austin Theory, though. I think I think he's cool, but, like, does he need to be, like, a two- or three-time United States champion? And well, does Charlotte Flair need to be a 15-time champ? Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte doesn't need to break her dad's record, but it seems like that's what they want to do. I think they just want to keep giving her the damn title because they think that because of her name. And and bringing her back as a baby face is absolutely retarded. I mean, I don't mean to say that word, but it's the dumbest move they could make. Because she cannot talk on the mic. She talks like this. Yeah. You know, when she talks, she talks very slow. And then she still sounds like a heel when she talks. Yeah, it's like, because what's it called? She was talking about uh, the Dom and Rhea Ripley thing. She was like, oh, I got a Latino dude myself. He's got a thicker accent than you do, or whatever. I was like, okay, that's stupid as fuck. It is but, stupid. I mean, it because was kind of funny, but like, it was dumb, too. Well, it's different uh, when a guy can barely speak English compared to a guy that's probably lived in America his whole life. Yeah. I doubt... I doubt Andrade has lived in America that long. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, the dude, but when you listen Ch- to him talk, he does not sound like he... It sounds like he learned English, not <laughs> grew up with it. Ray Mysterio, mm-hmm. I think Ray Mysterio and Dominic, they grew up in California, I think. Yeah, so they know. So it's like... So, so they have they have both languages, so mm-hmm. they're bilingual. Yeah. Whereas Andrade is primarily Spanish-speaking, but has yeah, learned I mean, English. Ray Mysterio was born in Chula Vista, California. <laughs> so he grew up in America. So um, Andrade was born in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, and so it's... And you look at his birth name, Manuel Alfonso Andrade Oropesa. I probably shredded the hell out of that name, but... Yeah. But uh, once again, uh, on the topic of the match, though, uh, Rollins setting up shit with uh, Gargano, though, is intriguing. Like, I liked how they were doing shit like that when they were on the top But you know, but you know damn well it's Logan Paul against frickin' Seth Rollins, which is fucking... Again, I don't get it, I, and and I know we're on a wrestling pay-per-view, but I'm glad Jake Paul lost this weekend. Yep, thank fucking God. And I knew that he was going to lose because it was fucking Tommy Fury. And anybody knows boxing, Tyson Fury is probably one of the best boxers that they have right now. <laughs> but, but, I mean, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but even Tommy Fury's not... A great boxer compared to his brother. Well, yeah. You know, that's so not, that's not, so well, the I fact mean, that Jake yeah. Paul couldn't take Tommy Fury out tells you that he's not that great of a boxer. And now it'll become okay. Who is he going to fight next? Because he lost. He'll probably go somewhere else. He'll probably move over to MMA or some shit because that's yeah. just the way they work. Or he'll go to WWE because you know his brothers are. Yeah, yeah. And so I mean, it's he like he kind of was. So I mean. Uh, and then that'll be great. I get to watch them both Palm Brothers, and then they win 
matches. Yeah, we just need to become more famous on YouTube, and uh, then we can join WWE as 50-year-olds. <laughs> anyway. Just be like, give me a you Simone Spike solo Sequoia. I got to set up my own sp- energy drink and buy some Pokemon cards. And and, uh, and film a dead guy in a in a forest. Oh, 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 yeah, and I forgot. I got to shell out my fucking NFT and not pay the fucking game people. You know, fucking idiot. God. Uh, he did. He did what now with this? Okay, NFT? so he came out with an NFT, right? He came out with an NFT where it sounds like a promising thing, right? You uh, you mine the NFT by playing a game, right? So yeah. they got a a publisher and all that stuff to make I think it was called spider zoo or something like that wasn't it yeah but they didn't pay the game people so they didn't make the game or they didn't finish the game so the nft collapsed pretty much so like all the people that bought the nft they knew that like because they couldn't play the game it was a pointless fucking nft so they were out of money like well, why did you pay, spend money on Logan Paul related shit? Because most of Logan Paul's uh, shit that he's shilled out isn't been that great. But I mean, that, that allegedly, I should say, that way I don't like you know, fucking Logan Paul throws out, I'm going to sue your ass so easily. <laughs> because uh, that was another thing. You can't, uh, somebody else came out with a series of videos talking about his NFT where he went into depth into what happened with the the NFT and he's like it feels wrong that you're taking money from these people and blah 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 and so then he said that he was going to sue the dude that came out of the videos so then he, at one point he backtracked and said that he was going to give money back to the people and so far as I've heard is that I think that the people that bought the NFT or uh, some of them are trying to sue him for it, for money and stuff like that. So, well, if he, if he they he, they bought something he didn't deliver, he needs to return their money. Well, that's a, I think that's a, I don't think that it's like everybody that bought it, but I'm sure that some of the people decided to be like, you know what, I want more money than this. Because some people like fucking spent a lot of money on his NFT. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. Don't mention this shit on WWE programming. But you know, Logan Paul's such a, a good guy. You know, well, that, the only reason we bring Logan Paul up is that at the end of the match, Montez Ford feigned an injury, allowing the elimination chamber to be opened up for a period of time, and Logan Paul came in and clotheslined Seth. And that's how Austin Theory won the match. Yeah, he pretty much stole Adam Page's buckshot lariat. (laughs) Yeah. The only thing is that he does it with his right arm. I think. But he also did it with mostly his his shoulder. But he also did it mostly with his shoulder. Like, it wasn't with his arm. He, like, kind of did it with his chest and his shoulder. Yeah, I know that his his buckshot lariat looks a little bit different than Adam Page's. But, I mean, also, at the same time, Adam Page has been doing that move for, like, I don't know, five years since since he started doing the move. I think it's been, like, since his whole career or something, probably. So... 
what's it called? So, yeah, so definitely going to be Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins, which everyone's like, oh, he's a high flyer. He could do this shit. Like, well, generally, like anybody that could have the talent to be able to jump could do this shit. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, Bad Bunny proved that you could surprise people. <laughs> it doesn't take, as long as you have the at least the ability to do this stuff pretty much anybody but we can. also but we also talked about it before nobody else got a month before prep for a match with Shawn Michaels either yeah 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 i mean so so the the treatment that Logan Paul's getting these other wrestlers that come in don't get one on one time with Shawn i guarantee yes. you they don't yeah especially for a whole month yeah so i mean the fact that he got that to prep him, if you learn from probably what you would say pound for pound, the probably the best wrestler ever to yeah, lace, lace them up. up. The boots, yeah. Uh, like, I mean, <laughs> like you know, one of the greats at least. Yeah. I mean, I would say there's others that they don't talk about anymore or close, but, yeah. um, uh, but, Shawn Michaels is definitely in the top five, if not the best, in my opinion. Yeah. So, so when you get, were, yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I'm just, so when you get one-on-one -on -one time with him for a month in preparation for the match, it, you better look good. <laughs> yeah. Because if you don't, there's a fucking problem. But, uh, what's it called? So, yeah, and I think Theory started or no? He was like the he third. He was second. He was like Leo. He was third because who started it was Bronson Reed and Gargano. I th oh, wait. yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, no, I th no, it wasn't. It was Seth Rollins and uh, Gargano that started it. Yeah, I just knew that he was in there fairly but, early, but, enough, but like, he surprised. was. But he, yeah, Gargano and Seth, and then Austin Theory was third. Damian Priest was fourth. Bronson Reed was fifth. And then Montez was f the last one to come in. Yeah, so once again, I, I thought that it could have changed hands, mostly because it was like, why wouldn't it change hands, right? Well, normally when the guy comes in early, like Austin Theory did, he isn't going to win. But. In this case, what happened, this was the standard, oh, Austin got hit and he sat on the side for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then came back in when everybody else had beat the hell out of each other. So it was like, that's the only thing I don't like about the Elimination Chamber match because there's or, always well, one any, guy like, that does that. Or it's or, like any or they match, run into like, the Or they run into the pod because Carmella did that during the women's match was that she stayed in the pod for longer than she needed to. So then uh, Raquel Rodriguez, I, I can't remember who she threw. Might have been, I can't remember who she threw one through one of the pods and then they broke the second pod that Carmelo went into. Um, I don't remember who it was that she did that to, but. I know Raquel um, did something. To it, yeah, but I forgot the who one she had. Yeah, she she grabbed somebody and threw somebody through it, but I don't remember who it was. I don't well, think it, it was might have been like Liv Morgan or something, but uh, I can't remember either. 
Yeah, but I thought she just saying like you remember bits and pieces of the match, but then it's like nothing really. Well, nothing stood out, but but it was was just this. But I was just talking about the fact that it was, um, you know, Carmella was hiding, and that's what Austin Theory did. He just didn't run into a pod. He like just stayed on the outside on the on the railing or whatever you want to call it on the outside. Ow, I'm hurting. Oh. And then Logan Paul comes in, and that's how he wins. It's like, okay, that's lame. When they but you knew when, still, when, but you knew when that happened. That and had Theory lose, though. But yeah, they but you knew when that happened. They could have had Montez Ford uh, do that shit because I think he deserved it after this match. So. Oh, he did. But you also know, based on Logan Paul coming in and stopping Seth, that that's the plan going forward too. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, shit. I mean, anyways, so. So and then and the then, last match I was pissed yeah. about. And I don't it's think I was the only mostly one. Mostly because, okay, so one of the best storylines that's been on TV so far has been the Bloodline stuff. It still and, is. Like, and Jer- and Jeremy still thinks that, like, Sami Zayn should have won. And I, I agree, too, but I knew that they weren't going to fucking drop it for Roman. Like, it's because stupid they, they, they were having him over 900 days. You think that he, they were going to have him drop it like right before WrestleMania? I think we talked about it on the last po- Roman all the damn time. I know, but we talked about it on the last podcast. I think either that or we talked about it when we were watching this. It makes the most sense for Sammy to face Cody and for Roman to face somebody else. Like, it could you could had Jay Uso the the best thing would have would have been for Jay Uso to cost Roman the title and then that opens up Roman to fight somebody at WrestleMania. Yeah, and literally and then, he could have fought yeah, Roman. Yeah, and then Roman versus Jay. Yeah, and then Sammy faces Cody. And then have uh Cody either win it or not. And, and, well, and now everybody's going to be pissed because Cody is going to face Roman and Cody's going to win it. People are going to be pissed now because that's yep. the way it worked out. I think it hurts Cody Rhodes in the long run, this path. I think it makes yep. way more sense for, it would have made way more sense for Sammy to take off, take it off of Roman. But I'm worried now that they're going to do some triple threat thing or and and I and I hope they don't go this route. Is K- KO and Sammy against the Bloodline, or against the Usos? Because the way they've started it, when you watch Raw, is Kevin Owens said, "Go get your friend Jay to do it." So yeah. I don't know if, if something's going to change in the next month where KO decides to to help Sammy or what. But I haven't seen it yet. But but this the way they're going makes it almost seem like they're going to do a damn triple threat match at WrestleMania and that makes or Cody it's even just worse. Sammy and KO versus the Usos and they win the titles off of them and then Cody wins the But yeah, I agree. It's going to make it bad for Cody because people are going to f- um, people want Sammy to be Roman. They, yeah, at this point that's what they want. Roman. And the way that crowd was, have, yeah, like people were hot for, and knowing that it was in Montreal doesn't matter. If you, if it had been down in like fucking, I don't know, bumfuck like Florida or some shit, they would have probably still popped the same way. It would have, it would have. The loudest pop I've heard in years happened in San Antonio when Sammy hit Roman with the chair. That's the loudest pop I've heard in years. 
Yeah. Since uh, uh, CM Punk, probably at least. So, so if Sammy would have won that title anywhere, they would have popped louder than anything. And then they still would pop if Cody beat Sammy because they set that up going in to yeah. Elimination Chamber that Cody wanted Sammy to win it. That would have continued the storyline, and, and Cody winning would have made more sense because. <clears throat> Now it's like, oh, Cody's the only one that can beat Roman. You know, it's like, yep. come on. You know, so anyhow, I, but this was another standard Roman Reigns match where he does the same shit over and over yeah. again. Yeah. And, and Sammy like basically people- carried, I feel Sammy carried this match. The only stuff that I like that Roman does is the stuff that I think has helped him since COVID was that now they're listening to them talk and the shit that he's talking to, that he talked to Sammy's wife. And all of the people that he says shit to, that helps Roman more than his wrestling does. Yeah. Well, that's why somebody was talking about when they were, like, saying he was working the crowd the best. I'm like, dude, I fucking hate it when they just sit there and fucking wait 10 minutes. Well, that's the heel stuff, but but that's different than the wrestling. The wrestling, The actual wrestling in the match is always the same with him. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that benefits him, in my opinion, is hearing him say shit. Because like him years ago, before is- before COVID, they never did this stuff where you listen to what the wrestlers were saying. Or at least COVID. it wasn't as impactful that we yeah. could remember. But now COVID opened that up where people, they see people like to hear what they were saying. Anyways. I, I think if they do anything for WrestleMania, it needs to be a triple threat, and I think they need to split the titles. Be- because I don't think Roman really needs the titles as a anymore as a heel. Well, I mean, he's been the champion for over 900 days. It's probably going to be like fucking... It'll probably be like 930-something days by the time that he defends it against at least Cody. And they already talked about that they wanted to have two titles. So why don't they just explain a reason? Like, even if they tell it, like, in this match with, uh, like, them doing the bloodline, Jay Uso decides to, like, let's say, like, the week before WrestleMania, they don't even do it, or they do it on the, the first night of... WrestleMania, Usos uh, against uh, Sammy and Kevin Owens. And then at one point, Jay just stops and walks out of the ring. And then they, uh, like, Roman comes out and tries to figure out why he just gave the titles to Sammy and Kevin Owens. And then he's like, you know what? I want to match with you, blah, blah, blah. They explain it where. It's as Cody is going for the WWE championship and Jay's going for the fucking other one. That yeah, but I, what I see happening title, more he could lose both it, titles. Yeah, I get that, but I think the big the what'll happen if anything does. I mean, we've been wrong before obviously, but not, you know, but Sammy, if they break it up and Roman's on both nights, which I've heard the main event on night one is Charlotte versus Rhea, though. So that would tell me that they've, they're not going to do Roman on both nights. Yep. Yep. So, um, 
But because if he's on the card, he gets the main event normally. So so Charlotte gets the main event, even though the Bianca. Yep, that's what I was saying. I don't, I don't get it. I I really don't. Uh, it's Bianca, even though Bianca is like way over, and she's been there the entire year. Yeah, she's been busting her ass the whole time. And, like, people have been behind her, that's why, like, the whole time. And she's been doing consistently good matches the whole time. Did you see that she made uh, Montez's Ford's outfit Dude, for that pay-per-view? she does everything. Like, I just watched a video where she was like, yeah, look at me making my outfit for the pay-per-view. And it was just her just staring into the camera making her fucking outfit. Like, dude, what the fuck? And then it was funny, I was talking to somebody, like, maybe I was talking to Jeremy, where I was like, I wonder if she made his outfit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you were talking to me, you've said that to me before. Yeah. But yeah, it's, but yeah, I mean, Charlotte doesn't deserve the main event again. I, I'm just so sick of it. I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I've never really been a fan of Charlotte's. I think they push her. Way too hard. Well, I mean, ever since uh, she went up on the main roster, they kind of pushed her hard. They even pushed her hard in NXT. Yeah, They pushed her hard in NXT, too, and she wasn't that great there either. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I talk about it all the time, that damn moonsault she does where she doesn't hit the person. She, she, (laughs) She never hits them, but yet they fall down like they, like she hit them. It's just stupid. But, you know, I think she would always benefit from steering clear from her dad's shit, but I think that's where people would start to like her more. Yeah, but, yeah. But, I mean, her fin- it's like almost an Italia thing to me, because, but a little worse, because her music is like her dad's somewhat. They've changed it a little bit than what I saw on the last SmackDown that I saw. But her fucking figure eight, which is basically the figure four where she just puts her hands up or whatever. I mean, everything, and she does the woo shit, and it's like she needs to steer away from her dad, not be more like him. But anyway. Well, the same goes for Natalia, which I've been talking about for a while, too. Yeah, but Natalia's not pushed like freaking Charlotte is. Natalia's the one that trains all the chicks to wrestle but never wins anything. Yep. Which sucks because Natalia is actually one of the more talented women on the and roster. And literally, when Charlotte won her first title, she lost to fucking her. Yeah, like, like her first NXT belt, she lost. Uh, Natalia lost the match between her and Charlotte. But Natalia's issue always, and I've said is, and again, because Charlotte's no better, is her promo skills. Natalia, when she talks on the mic, she just sounds. Not very good. Who Natalia or Charlotte? Yeah, Natalia or doesn't. Well, I, I don't think Charlotte. Does, Charlotte does. Charlotte doesn't sound good either. But I, she's given a pass for some reason. Uh, Natalia doesn't sound good on the mic either. But Natalia, to me, is a better wrestler than Charlotte is. Yep. But anyway, she's kind of like a better wrestler than Roman. No, <laughs> but yeah, I think they made the wrong decision with Roman beating Sammy. Uh, but we'll see what yeah, I haven't seen anything in the, the last couple weeks that has pointed the, to what's going to happen either. 
Yeah, especially knowing that all the stuff that happened in the match, they get into the match, then uh, Jimmy shows up, super kicks Sammy a bunch of times, pretty much echoing what they did with Kevin Owens. And then this, and this is the annoying part, right? So Jimmy comes in, does the same shit. Then Jay comes out. Then he like pretty much echoes like the same shit that he did with Sammy with the chair. And like, you hit him, blah, 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 that type of thing. Then eventually Roman hits him with the chair. Then he pins him and that was over. And then Kevin Owens comes out and then beats anybody up. Why in the fuck wouldn't he just come out there and help him? Then they explain it like, oh, well, I wasn't out there for you. I was out there for me. Like, But also at the same time, if you would have been out there for him and you got the title away from Roman, then that would have been helping you. (laughs) You know? Yeah, well, that's why I said they're leaving for me. Well, like I said, with the KO reaction, they're leaving it open right now. I still yeah. think they can go either way with it, whether or not they do KO and Sammy versus the Usos or where they don't fight at WrestleMania. So I think they're doing it that way so they leave it open and kind of do how the crowd is reacting. But I'm telling you, the crowd's going to react. They're going to want... This is like Daniel Bryan all over again. They're going to want Sammy in the match, but they're also going to want Sammy to win over Cody, and I don't think WWE wants to do that. So then it's going to hurt Cody when he wins. Yeah. Because I think Sammy's going to be the one that they want to win, meaning the crowd. So the crowd will boo Cody when he wins. They say that there's rumors. There's rumors that um, Cody has... A title one in his contract. Well, I wouldn't doubt it, but at the same time, uh, I don't know if if I was Cody, I don't know if I'd want to win it that way. Um, I mean, you know, from my standpoint, this is again, this is the Batista Daniel Bryan thing because I think Batista was going to win when Daniel Bryan beat him. I think that was yeah, the. Yeah when they did the same exact thing. And the only reason they put Daniel Bryan in was because the crowd wanted Daniel Bryan in that match and they wanted him to win. And this is well, the exact same thing happening. Again. CM Punk this too. is where I think, yeah, but this is what CM Punk, but oh, I, mean, I, get, you know. I get that. But at the same time, I think this is where it would benefit them to figure out a way to split these titles up where it's not a triple threat match. And, Sammy's going for one and Cody's going for the other one. And trust me, I agree. Roman, and and Roman loses both. both of them. Yeah. And one and one and Cody can, like Cody can legitimately beat Roman, but I think Sammy would win because Jay would help him. That's that would be the the best way to end it because then you wouldn't Cody would win solely on him and Sammy would win that would continue the storyline on what's been happening for the last two years, basically. And especially and, when Roman would come back, it would t- and tell the story for like both people. It would, he could go for either title and he would have legitimate reasons to go after both of them or he yeah. could go after Jay later. I mean, it opens up a plethora of shit if they go that way. And, but 
I just don't know if, well, especially if Vince has any say right now. I don't know if he's got more say than we know. But that almost Brock Lesnar thing just screams Vince to me. Yep. Because again, when Triple H took over, he did not have almost on TV. Yeah. So anyhow, but I, mean, oh, yeah. I think that's all. So, I think that's uh, all I've got to say about this one. I know the next one we'll probably be doing is what AEW Revolution next week. Yep. And yes, then sir. after that, obviously WrestleMania will do, but it'll be after I get back. Yeah, yeah. Because, because you're actually going. I will be going to WrestleMania. Yep. And then where, we'll be like, where is where it? Where oh, yeah, Hollywood. You? Yeah, in Hollywood. Hollywood. Are you taking your sons with you, or uh, Liam's going with me? Yeah. Nice. We're actually going. Uh, we're taking a family trip down there. We're gonna hit Universal first, so we're gonna hit. Uh, and I know this. We're talking about the podcast, but. We're going to hit Super Nintendo World at Universal beforehand, before WrestleMania. But anyhow, but yeah, Liam will be going with me. He was actually supposed to be on the podcast, and I totally forgot. So he's going to be upset with me. Oh, yeah. He had school tomorrow, didn't he? He does. But I remember I mentioned that he was going to probably be on it, but I forgot. That's right. So, so oops. I mean, whatever. Oops. He could be on the yeah. next one or something. Yeah. Well, he'll be on. He doesn't like AEW, so he won't be on that one. Um, like when they came here in Seattle, he didn't want to go. Um, but uh, no, he'll definitely be on the WrestleMania one because he can talk about his experience going. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, for okay, any uh, nothing else to talk about other than the. Well, uh, the Hardy Geek website and all that stuff. If you're interested in most of the other stuff that we've been uploading, like yeah, you can check out our YouTube finished. channel. If you don't listen to this podcast on Acast, we've got videos of all of our podcasts on YouTube. Yeah, um, and then or on so, our not on YouTube on our website. Sorry. Yeah, and then we end up having like we're supposed to be editing. It's probably going to take a while because I filmed a bunch of footage from the Shiprock cruise where we have one video up on our TikTok uh page already. Yeah, that was but only like, day one. We've yeah, got five other only, days. Like, we yeah. got like five more days to do and then like the whole overall experience and all that shit. So like we got that and then I gotta do a few music reviews that I gotta type up and try to film in the next week or so. So like uh What's it called? So look out for um, look out for that on the YouTube channel and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, and check out all of our other podcasts. Joe's Sci-Fi Graveyard. We just released uh, Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City. I think last week. So yeah, it's yeah, our it's our so. it's our newest one, and there'll be another one coming out this month in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah we're this month meaning March. We're gonna do uh, probably Superman four. <laughs> Which that's got, I'm going to be peace. fucking cringed out <laughs> during that movie. The, the quest for these nuts. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. I ha- I was fighting it the whole time. It felt natural to say it. But uh, what's it called? 
So for everyone on the Heart of Geek, we oh, and then our yeah, the yeah, then our last one, Scream Creeps, we'll be doing Terrifier in the next week or so. I think. Oh too. yeah, I forgot we got to do that. I already watched the movie. I don't know if you watched the movie or not. Yeah, we have not yet. Elaine's yeah. kind of pushing against me to watch it. She's like, "It's a gory movie." Dude, I, I'm it's like, not yeah, but... as gory as I thought. I thought it was going to be way gorier than it was. But like, still, still, like. I mean, there's a couple of scenes, but... <laughs> but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, it kind of gives you the Halloween vibes, but I mean, like, anyway. Yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed this podcast. This is one of our longest wrestling ones we've done. At least we've got a, we, we went over an hour this time. Oh, so, yeah. Um, but, you know, Terrifier coming out, and then uh, obviously AEW Revolution on this podcast next week. So expect that probably in the next couple of weeks because we yep. normally look for the fallout of the following episodes of well for that one i'll be dynamite and rampage to see yeah especially the the mox and adam page match i'm curious on that one known as the texas death match which it sounds like they're leaving the death match part out of it or something Sounded like that they were. Uh, they didn't really mention it on air. Well, but. Moxley needs to quit blading. I can tell you that he blades almost every match now. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he just feels like bleeding everywhere, man. I know, but uh, oh, there was this. He needs to teach was- the cameraman not to freaking watch when he's doing it yeah anyway. like what's it called it was funny there was a meme right before we end this podcast but there was a meme where it was a black uh, the like key and peel meme where it's like the black dude sweating and then he sits there and he's like bobby lashley five minutes into a match it shows him sweating then it shows john moxley five minutes after a match it shows him bleeding everywhere and then there, and then there was another one I forgot. Like there was another one where it was like it had something else on it. I can't remember it now, but it was like five minutes. At, oh, it might have been Brock Lesnar where it was like five minutes after a match and his face is all red. <laughs> I think I can't remember. I would have to relook it up. But That's it's just a funny meme. Brock has no idea what cardio or leg day is. He definitely doesn't do leg day. Yeah, it doesn't do leg day at all. Yeah. yeah peace out guys have a good one later y'all